recording. Okay, I think I'm gonna turn it up just a little bit. Here we go. Oh, ooh, there we there go. There we go. Hell Here we yeah. are. All right. Boys and girls. We're getting ready for this. Talk. If you're gonna talk, talk directly in the microphone, Durga. Yes, I have learned my lesson from last time, and I will be doing that. All right. This is just a sound test. Uh, penis is the most important meal of the day. Serving it up Gary's way. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. All right, welcome to episode two, listeners Hell of the yeah. internet. We are, uh, we started a podcast. Yeah, this is, well, okay, the name, I just, I just kind of put that, I, I didn't really know what else to put. It's going to be permanent. Yeah, I, you know. We'll see, if we come up with a better name, then our name will not be We yeah. Start a Podcast. Yeah. But until. I think, I think, like, I think we could think of a better name. Talk more into the microphone. Oh, sorry. You see, this is what I'm trying to work on. I'm trying to work on talking to the microphone more. That's where the microphone is. Yeah. Into that well, part. I want to like talk to you. This is like a con. I don't know, man. Yeah. This is still quite low budget. We are set up on Trevor's dresser right now. Hell yeah. Um, because the the little pole thing to actually connect the mic um, to anything else that that's screwing with the audio. Yeah. It's so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the stand. I feel like we should take a picture of this. This could definitely be, uh, this would actually be a good banner. <laughs> yeah, that would, I like that idea. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to do that when we're done recording. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's quite so, Durga, how's, how's your weekend been? You know, my weekend's been great. It's been great. I got a new job. It's great. What you, what are you doing with your new job? Well, I'm going to be doing a web development. You see, like, I'm a computer engineer, right? So I mm-hmm. like doing computer engineering shit. Um, that means like with computers and stuff. Right, absolutely. So at the Office of Financial Aid at the university that we go to, I'll be doing web design. So like you go to the website, Iowa State Financial Aid, just look that up, click on the link, and that'll be me. Wow. Yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah. Um, Me and like other people, you know, I got to be humble, but you know, it's it's the trap shit. I'm so proud of you mm-hmm. uh i'm so glad you can make your indian parents happy too, yeah you know, yeah following in that cliched footsteps well you know what it is it's life <laughs> it's life uh all right well let's uh let's kind of get things started here yeah so today we'll be talking about the argument of oppressive government versus an anarchical government anarchical An- is that anarchist 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 An- anarchy Anarchy. uh, oppression versus anarchy yeah so like pretty much the entire argument comes down to if you had to choose if you had to choose between an oppressive government versus no government at all which would be the better option yeah so just to kind of break things down um so you guys kind of have an idea of how we're going to go about discussing this topic today so we're going to start by going over uh, what it what what an oppressive government looks like and what an anarchist government looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk 
on both sides of the argument. Um, I'll be kind of leading the side of the uh, oppressive government is is the better option. Durga's going to kind of lead the side that the anarchist government is the better option. Hell yeah. Um, so we're just going to present um, our arguments for each side. And, and with each different argument, we're going to kind of break it down, look at it as like, what, like, is this a good argument? Is this a bad argument? What are some ways that you can like, mm-hmm. like affirm that argument, or, or ways that like, like go against that argument? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, in no way are we really taking like a direct stance. Like I, th- I think the whole point of this episode would be more just it's like just to talk. It's just to have a conversation. Yeah, it's just it's just to talk this, yeah. about what what this argument like is, um, and then just kind of give you an overview and let you decide for yourself which one is better for you. Well, I mean, not not for. Not for them, you know, they can't really, like, they can't just make an anarchist government. I mean, unless you have that ability, I mean, I'm not in no way endorsing a coup. Don't go coup the government. I don't know, man. I feel like I'm the FBI is really watching us right now. I, <laughs> yeah. I would like to say, if you'd like to coup the government, I'm all for it. Um, yeah, just, just, you know, anarchy all the way. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, not Anna. I I don't know, man. Maybe not Anna all the way, but yeah, dude. Uh, fuck the system. Just like get out there. Uh, mm-hmm. go do drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, drink. You know, that's not what Anna. Oh, also, can I just say, compared to last time, we're so much more prepared for this. <laughs> we did a lot of research. Yeah, we <laughs> we actually did research. We took a little bit of a hiatus to figure some things out. We're back here after like two weeks. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, if you like this, don't forget to smash that like button. Leave a comment in the comment section subscribe. below. Subscribe. If you'd like to donate to, to our content. Patreon Patreon, We don't page, have any of those set up right then, now. But, you know. Then go go give us some money, and we will send you hair. I will send you a piece of my hair, man. You it, know, it, I really won't do that. I'll send you two pieces of Trevor's hair, and he'll send you one. So, you know three what? pieces of hair. All right. <laughs> this is really weird. This is, this is okay. Let's. All right. Let's, let's, let's get this started. Let's, let's get, get this started. started. So, yeah. um, we will start with the affirmative side, mm-hmm. which is the side of. Well, actually, okay. Let's backtrack for a second. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's start with what and what these government types look like. Mm-hmm. So, I'll, I'll start. Uh, an oppressive government. Um, the way that you can visualize an oppressive government is very much uh, a. Uh, overly fascist, t- typically overly fascist. Um, uh, it's very socially contained um, as far as like what is legal and allowed. Um, you can think of this um, a lot like uh, like Nazi Germany uh, or Soviet Russia, modern day uh, North Korea uh, would be also a good example where um, a lot of like if you were to look at it as like it's a lot of thought control um, in the government is the kind of the biggest thing that makes it like more oppressive socially it's very socially oppressive that's how i would define it um you like to define uh what, what would like a, an anarchist government look like durga see the one of the biggest things I've, I've been reading around a lot like on the internet about this is that like an anarchist government like i think there's a lot of negative connotation with it um like oh it's like fuck the people and it, you, you have all this you, you have all this negative connotation but in really in reality, the way that a lot of people see it, it isn't like no government at all. It's no, it's not this idea that there should just be no power because that is actually near impossible. You know, it just as how we are as humans, you know, like we are very social people. We do, we do like to do social things. And in that, there is just going to be a natural power 
like play you know there is going to be like an alpha like i don't like using that term but like you know there, there's definitely going to be an alpha um in any group setting right so it's not really about not having any government whatsoever it's going to be more about um it's going to be more a lot more smaller it's going to be a lot looser in terms of um it's going to be a lot looser in terms of how rules are enforced you know it's it, right there's not gonna be a lot of regulation or, or stipulations about what's going on yeah so you i guess like to visualize it you think in like a like like uh native american tribes yeah, like native american tribes um like the aborigines um the sand bushmen the pygmies um did i already say the aborigines in africa oh yeah uh, I, I just did like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah so it, like those are some examples like a lot of the things i was reading online all describe like this is how we used to live you know we used to live in a very smaller like almost tribal um kind of environment and we should go back to that kind of society because that was that was a great society to live in right okay um, all right so that's just kind of a visualization visualization of what it kind of looks like so let's get started into like the actual arguments themselves yeah so let's oh, go by the way i was gonna say this i completely forgot i think one of the biggest things i think something that's very important uh about this um that you have to understand is like you have to assume that both forms of government are very stable you have to assume that like an anarchist government would work in this case and it is stable for the long term Right. Because, you know, if because at the end of the day, the, the government that's the best is the one that's the most stable and can provide for its citizens, you know? Right, absolutely. Yeah, so, uh, you know, an oppressive government, you have to assume that, like, the people will be super down for that. And same with an anarchist government, like, there won't be any... Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> so that's... Uh, so now... For the, yeah, we'll try, for like 50th the, this is the time. Third, third, third time's the charm. We're going to get into the actual arguments themselves. Yeah. Uh, so let's start with the affirmative, and I will lead this. Uh, we will talk about why uh, arguments for why an oppressive government is better than an anarchist government, mm -hmm. which means fuck you, Durga. Well, you know, that's just rude. <laughs> All right. So um first uh that i kind of got on my list in my notes here um as far as like um the affirmative side so the general arguments for looking at an oppressive government as being better um a lot of them a lot of the arguments are are talking about how an oppressive government is kind of leaning closer to democracy where where you're you're more likely to get to like go towards democracy with an oppressive government versus no government at all um uh so i mean so what do you have any thoughts just initially on yeah, that i think that's just kind of an interesting you see and i think it's interesting because you don't really need an oppressive government itself like why then do you assume that democracy is the end-all be-all good i guess that's my question right because mm -hmm. that's a lot of these arguments are are saying democracy is the the end all be all where that's that's the the goal democracy is mm -hmm. the best for the people mm -hmm. and i mean not that like i hate democracy or anything i definitely i, I like democracy mm -hmm. but i definitely i wouldn't call it like the yeah. ultimate form of government it's, it's definitely like i guess uh, this i guess could be a whole nother podcast episode on itself but right like so i guess it's kind of a tangent but um like that's such a that's a very western view on like political science i guess you know i would agree with that yeah it's a very western view as like as uh democracy being 
the the best form of government. Um, and I definitely think there's an argument to be made that democracy is the best that we have come up with so far. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm not saying that it is number one. Mm-hmm. I, I but personally, I do think. Personally, I do think that democracy is is the best mm-hmm. so far. Right. But I think I think there's there's room for improvement. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, uh, <laughs> other argument. So another argument um, for why an oppressive government would be better um, is if you look at <laughs> if you look at crime rates, um, a lot of times uh, crime rates will drop significantly um, in an oppressive government. Um, that's just in general, not even just compared to an anarchist government you can also look at compared to even a democratic or a democracy um now i guess my initial thoughts on this um is that when it comes to an oppressive government i think it's only natural the crime rates are going to be lower because in a lot of oppressive governments you're going to see uh a lot of bigotry um and it, it like the government is going to be very uh, a lot of times there's a lot of racism and sexism that's being promoted from the government itself. Yeah, um, like there's like the, that's one of the biggest things that I kept thinking about when I when I was reading into this. It's that like there's nothing to say exactly that that like an oppressive government will look out for its people. Like there's well, I guess, okay. I guess that's more of an anarchist point. Like, so, so an oppressive that. government will look out for its people, but it's only going to look out for the people that it wants to be its people. Yeah. It's going to be okay. very, um, like a lot of a lot of racial profiling, and a, a lot of times it's they're they're trying to keep certain uh, races or uh, certain types of people kind of separated from each other they want people to kind of fit into these categories like like if you look at nazi germany they had an idealistic version of what uh the perfect nazi or german citizen looked like um and i think a lot of uh, oppressive governments would kind of like lean into that so i think it's only natural if you're going to have a very controlled group of like the people living in your government in your society it's only natural the crime rates are going to drop um so is that though because like the reason why i'm thinking about this is like what if you had like what's going to make people want to be in that you know what's going to make people not want to revolt or like hold a coup against um well against that government well i mean if you look at nazi germany Mm -hmm. or if you look at north korea right now Mm -hmm. um a lot of that is because there's also, like I said earlier, thought control mm. is what comes down. Is, is there's a lot of thought control in oppressive government, and once you can't, once a government kind of gets into the school system, it becomes a lot harder for people to want to uh, rise up against because they're essentially brainwashed from the start into believing that like what they are living in is perfect it's it's the best it's a utopian yeah they're living in utopia why would they want to revolt if they're living in utopia it's interesting because i guess i mean this could be also a tangent this could also be something stupid i'm gonna say but like do you think people in a dystopian society know that they're living in a dystopian society like if you watch a movie about a dystopian society Mm -hmm. we as the viewer know that it's a dystopian society right but many people that they're living in the society themselves like do they know that 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 society is inherently evil Okay, well, I'm going to hesitate, hesitant right there on the word evil, because mm-hmm. evil, I, so personally, I don't believe in the idea 
of evil in the sense that, that like, sounds kind of pretentious. I know, I know, I sound pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I, I just have I, I have my own personal thoughts on on evil. Is like it's a very kind of like I think the idea of evil comes a lot from like religious ideologies. Um, but I think like there are there's good and there's bad. But I don't like the term evil, and I'm not going to say that an oppressive government is evil. I mean, obviously, okay. So just like to be real with everyone real quick, obviously an oppressive government and an anarchist government both kind of suck. Like, I'm just going to say it. They both suck. And maybe that's from uh, some well, white kid growing up in America point of view. Um, yeah. But, I, I mean, I don't want to live in an oppressive government just as much as I don't want to live in an anarchist society. I agree with that. Um, but anyway, <laughs> back to what the argument I was going to make. So... There is something to be said, though, about lower crime rates being a very positive thing for a society. Now, granted, it's all about the means to the end. Do do the means justify the end? I would say no, if it requires lots of... Um, oh, man, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, if, it, if it takes uh, a lot of prejudice... A lot of, like, like almost power from like a lot of government oppression almost like a lot of government forcing of things to have is that what you're trying to go for yeah well, I guess, uh, I guess the, yeah. it's the if it takes a lot of prejudice um to get to the point where it you have lowered crime rates i would say that does not justify means to an end mm-hmm. i think um i mean I, I think diversity and culture is kind of what should bring people together mm-hmm. um but, but yeah, just, see, like that's my biggest problem. Also, with that is like, um, like the whole like culture part of it is with the culture only function if it's a lot of people that are very much similar to you. I mean, that's what an oppressive government is. Yeah. Is that their whole? I guess the goal of most oppressive governments is that they have trying to create, one cult. Like it's yeah, their it's a, culture. It's a very normalized culture. Yeah. Yes. I see what you mean. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I, but. Like I said, there is an argument made. Lower crime rates, you would be a lot safer in this style of government versus an anarchist government because in an anarchist society, um, you'd be looking at just a, a general lack of kind of uh, like a force, like a, a government, a governing body or a police force to take care of, um, you know, like like uh, lots of lots of different kinds of crime, whether it be like like murder. Um, like rapists and um, you know people like robbing other places I mean like let's say you're a shop like Mm -hmm. owner and someone comes in and robs your store under an oppressive government you can probably guarantee that the government will take care of it they'll handle it because there is an actual police Mm -hmm. force and yeah like kind of going back to what you're saying like before like did the means justify the ends like I think in that in that in that way like there's nothing to say like I think this is a weird argument for utilitarianism and deontology. And for you guys who don't know what that is, utilitarianism is just the greatest good for the greatest number of people. Yes. And deontology is much more like, um, it's much more individualized. So you actually care. It's, it's a lot more about like, do the means justify themselves like within themselves? Right. Yeah. So like, um, it, it kind of goes back to that example of like, if you, if you have, if you're like a, railway guy um and you get to control like which, which <laughs> a rail a 
Oh, like, oh, you the, the okay the, the classic utilitarian yeah. argument of yeah. you get to tr- control the switch. The trains come in. Yeah. On one end, on one side, there's one person tied to the tracks, but on the other side, if you flip, yeah. flip the switch, the the there's three people. Yeah, tied it's to like the tracks. would yeah. you choose uh, to kill the three people or the one person? And a utilitarian. Um, a t- utilitarian would say like, "Hey, I would rather kill the one person because you're saving three lives." Yeah. But a deontologist would say, "Like, no, that's not for me to decide because I can't decide the value of a life. Like, regardless of the life, I'm, it is. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, how can I say that this one person's life matters more than, or matters more or less than these three people's lives? Right. Not to kind of get more on this tangent because this is a kind of a tangent, mm-hmm. but." I guess the only argument I make against deontology in that case is that if you don't pull the lever one way or another, you're still ma- you're still ultimately making the choice. Yeah, that, that's honestly that is a very like that's, that's its own that's its own episode. Yeah, it's <laughs> several episodes. Yeah, we can we can talk more on that later. Yeah, um, but, but the the only reason I bring that up right now, oh, fuck, I kind of I lost my train of thought. A train of thought. <laughs> I'm so funny. Shut the hell up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. No. Uh, dang, what was I going to say? Oh, the reason I bring that up is because I think this whole idea of like um, anarchism versus um, like anarchism versus uh, the oppressive government is like in your case, you're saying that the ends do justify the means, right? Uh, well, I'm just presenting an argument. I'm not necessarily the ends justify the means. Okay. But let's, let's say, yeah, like for, for argument's sake, ends justify the means. Yes. Yeah. So in this example of the person like robbing the bank mm-hmm. and them going to jail, right. you, there's nothing to say that the, the person who robbed the bank is actually going to go to jail. There's nothing to say like an oppressive government will do like they might make their like laws, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. What's it? What's it called? Uh, like will will the reparations repercussions, will they be just? And obviously, like, you know, you don't want to just kill the guy. Like, you don't want to just uh, enforce the death penalty on someone who, like, jaywalks, you know? But there's nothing, right. to, there's nothing to say that the, that oppressive government, like, won't do that. Yeah. yeah. No, that's absolutely fair, is that once you have an oppressive government and there is total control and they're all thinking on the same level, that is kind of how that kind of stuff happens, mm-hmm. where you are, end up passing laws that are very harsh against someone who does like a, even a mild crime mm-hmm. um and that's that's not a, i mean that's a kind of a shitty thing that mm-hmm. just happens yeah but i mean well we can get back to uh the arguments at hand so yeah lack of safety in an anarchical anarchist society um but do the ends justify the means um so the next uh, argument that i'm going to bring up is that with an oppressive government um just having government at all in that case that governs the, the, the system as a whole, um, it opens your society slash country up in, in a, the larger context for more like like being involved in more trade organizations or just different like larger organizations like like the EU, for example. Um, if you live in an anarchical anarchist society and you don't have a governing body, then your society can't really be a part of something like the EU, um, and you can even look at United States um, as a, like a whole, like back in the like the times of the colonies. Um, the reason when they were first drafting the the government and like the constitution, and everything, the reason that they went with uh, 
one government that rules over all these states versus a bunch of states with their own individual state governments is because that allows for easier trade acts like easier trading um the the um currency would all be the same amongst all the states which makes everything a lot easier Yeah, like you can enforce that like you can enforce like the currency to be all the same right yeah. exactly yeah. so it just as a, as a whole it makes things a lot easier mm-hmm. um so i i guess i would say that's definitely probably a benefit um because i mean having those like trade organizations and and lots of trade options open um for your your government and your society i mean that's going to bring down the cost of, of a lot of just economic stuff so it's better for the economy in that sense um so things won't be so expensive which is is better for just your money in general um another argument to be made uh is that under an oppressive government you will have a much more united uh like society uh, as a whole now my argument against that would be it does go back to that whole argument I was making earlier about do the ends justify the means, um, where you are going to have the reason that everyone's so united is because you know they're kind of all the same. There's a, a strong lack of diversity, so you don't really have like a group you can target, um, or I guess as a, as a whole you're going to be a more unified. Um, the next argument I would say is that's all. <laughs> an oppressive government is far less likely to collapse into sheer violence, which is the biggest argument I kept seeing for why an anarchic, anarchist society um, is not good, because oftentimes you'll see a lot of these smaller... Whoops. Careful, Durga, Jesus <laughs> yeah, Christ. A lot of these smaller um, countries, um, like, uh, let's see, I got it written in my notes, like Uganda, Ethiopia, and Eritrea. Um, Eritrea? Eritrea. Eritrea. Eritrea? Yeah, it's Eritrea. Really? I'm sorry, Eritreans that are listening. Um, Yeah, dude, come on. We have a global audience. (laughs) You know, you know. Actually, statistically speaking, ten people listen to our podcast. Last, uh, like episode one. That's we're make we made it. Yeah, dude, we're we we made it. Fucking leagues. Whoa, we made it. Golden Globes. Here we come. Anyway, so yeah. Um, so if you look at Uganda, Ethiopia, and Eritrea. See, I got that right. Um, those, those are all examples of, gov- of, of uh, societies and governments that um, have collapsed into sheer violence um, because they didn't have anything unified to hold them together. It was, it was all anarchy, um, and they tried to get into democracy, which, like, like I said, this all goes back into leading towards democracy, where if you don't have anything there to hold things together, it's all going to fall into violence. It's not going to lead into democracy. Um, and then, oh, the, and then the last argument that I have um, for an oppressive government is that uh, a lot of a lot of statistics show that um, if you have an anarchic anarchist society, um, oftentimes what can happen is if you're surrounded by other countries that are developing um, nations, like developing into a more democratic society, being surrounded by a uh, an anarchist society actually is. Uh, very harmful to the developing country and oftentimes can lead to the neighboring countries collapsing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess like a good example of that would be like Rome, you know, like um, with the barbarians in the north, um, you know, like if you guys, I mean, I, I know very, I guess I, I know somewhat about all of this, but <laughs> I took like 10 history classes in my life. So okay. it's very limited. But 
like it, it's interesting because if you look at like the barbarians of the north right like yeah. the the nordic um barbarians uh they attacked a lot of they like plundered and pillaged uh a lot of the the roman like cities um and that's ultimately like they say that that's had a very important part to play in the collapse of the roman empire yeah um and that's why byzantium and the on the which which, which way is east oh that way. okay on the on the east wait what the <laughs> no dude I, my lefts and right i get the lefts and right i always have to look at my thumbs sometimes to make sure my lefts and rights are in order Jerga. We're supposed to be engineers someday, yeah. and you can't tell your lefts from your rights, dude. I do computer science. I this... really don't need my left and right. right? <laughs> I just press the button on the keyboard. That's <laughs> this is <laughs> yeah. this is why baby boomers hate millennials. Yep, you're the reason. Yep. Thanks, Durga. Uh, but anyway, so those are all the arguments that I uh, have uh, from doing my research that I wanted to discuss mm-hmm. for why the oppressive government is better than an anarchist society. Mm-hmm. And I guess originally how we planned this, right, the way we're thinking about this is we were going to, like, talk about the negatives, I guess, of each thing. Yeah. But I think what we can do is we could wait till I give my stuff and then talk about it after. How about how about that? Um, yeah, we yeah. can we can do that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Know. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Go for it. We'll go for it. So um, I did research on why an anarchist government is better than an oppressive government. And here's some of the things that I saw, right? I think one of the the most important things that we should think about is the fact that it's not a question of if people are good or not. I think that a lot of people are very hesitant about, like, the idea idea of an anarchist government because they wonder if, like, like, you know, what if somebody cheats another person? You know, like, what if somebody takes my money? Like, what's going to happen? But at the end of the day, it's it's all about... um, It's all about... If people are just going to be people, you know, like there isn't like necessarily a good and bad um, thing to it. Uh, people are just people. And so they'll act according to their own free will, regardless of what that is. Um, at the end of the day, like people can still screw you over and um, like even in, in the status quo. So I think that that's like a very important part to 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 think about in this, um, like especially when you look at. Uh, an economy like kind of what you brought up earlier yeah i think the economy can still function I, I think a strong economy can still function and here's the reason why because you you'll have all of these middlemen right it's you'll have all of these middlemen still functioning trying to like make their own way right yep. and i think it kind of goes back to the adam smith um invisible hand principle right, right. where That's people what I was thinking yeah about. it's like people will act on their own accordance people will do whatever they see fit and that in and of itself will shape the market yeah Mm -hmm. and i guess that also brings a lot of like questions about like laissez-faire economics you know because i was like um you know like laissez-faire economics is what led to the great depression like one of the biggest things okay yeah and one of the biggest um like one of the biggest like proponents of laissez-faire economics was adam smith's invisible hand principle like that was one of the biggest arguments for it i'm gonna be just real with you i don't know what laissez-faire economics is oh laissez-faire economics. it's like hands off the hands off policy Didn't right you do it you're gonna that? you're gonna have to keep talking oh, okay i <laughs> yeah i i don't know man i'm just an engineer i don't i i know what i need to know about the economy yeah no 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 i only took like one econ class in high school too i don't <laughs> well it's just 
like laissez-faire, all it pretty much means is it's like a hands-off approach. So then the government has no control over what the economy is actually doing. Oh, yeah. Oh, why didn't you just say that the first time? Well, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just thought you and the viewers <laughs> or the listeners would know. We're trying to reach everyone. Make sure yeah, that everyone can understand. Sorry, Not everyone sorry. has has college level courses on economics. I'm, Durga. I'm, try- I'm really trying not to be ostracizing, but yeah, reach reach everyone. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So, anyways, it's just like it, it can still function, you know, because of this principle. Uh, the like people will still like go towards what, what they see fit in society. And did you bring up the whole thing about diseases? I don't remember. Uh, no, I didn't find much about diseases. Okay, well, I saw a lot uh, on the whole, uh, the anarchist side about how uh, in an anarchist society, um, like a lot of people that argue against it say that um, there's going to be a lot more diseases and a lot more like bloodshed war through that. Mm -hmm. But uh, the, the thing that I keep thinking about in all of this is, will that actually happen? Because... At the end of the day, I don't want I don't want to get diseases. Like I don't want an STD. Therefore, like I think you don't want an STD. Yeah. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh, sorry, I don't fit in, man. All right. No. Okay. So, like, the thing is, a lot of people like don't want diseases, and I think that that in and of itself is going to be a driving force for what like what people do in life i guess do you get what i'm saying it's like if people are driven to like fight against diseases and do this thing they'll still do it you know it doesn't kill their motivation to to do what they want to do in life but i mean i guess to argue against that i would say i mean having a government even if it's oppressive just having a governing body Mm -hmm. can help to kind of unite people into uh, like like research mm-hmm. it kind of bring people together and i suppose you can you make the argument that like a company could do that too but having a government that enforces that like oh we need to be doing research into like disease control and medicines i think i think that's a lot better than just relying on an anarchist society to have people that are going to want to go and study because like yeah you're right yeah. no one wants to get disease and die mm-hmm. no one wants to get stds i don't want syphilis are you fucking kidding me <laughs> but that doesn't mean that I'm going to go out and research how to make medicine to stop diseases from spreading. Yeah, like, but I think at the end of the day, like, the leaders will just be born out of that. You know, the, they'll be born out of what, um, like, what they see wrong in society. And, uh, like, ultimately, if somebody sees that this is, like, a very, like, good, like, this is economically very good for them, not just economic, but I guess, like, good f- for them, then that's the, that's the path they'll take in life. You know, I think, I guess one of my biggest, like, arguments against what you just said is, like, at the end of the day, I'm not doing computer engineering um, because the government <laughs> ha- plays a factor in it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like people who are studying medicine or, like, biology or, you know, even doing, like, fine arts, like, they aren't doing it because the government has a hand to play in that. They're doing it because they want to. And I feel like that in an anarchist government that won't go away or an anarchist society like that won't go away people will still like pursue their own options and within that like you can still have a very sustainable uh economic model i i think anyways okay. you know like in that you'll still have like middlemen still functioning and you know based on like what we talked about like you know healthcare can still happen basic necessities um can still be met you know like people still start shops people will like open up 
like cub foods i don't okay well if you don't live in minnesota you don't really know what a cub foods or yeah i, I as someone who's never lived in minnesota i don't yeah. know what a cub foods is yeah, yeah. um hy um oh yeah club oh, ivy Hell walmart yeah. yeah it's like people will still start those you know like that that'll still happen um in, in an anarchist model and so do you have anything? I would just say, I mean, yeah, people are going to start those, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know if this is repeating any information or not. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it just, I just would bring up the argument that, like, uh, if you start a business and there's no government to make sure that, like, mm-hmm. if something happens to your business that you are backed up. Yeah. And that's that's another big factor that I was looking into. You know, like, I was thinking about that a lot is, like, what's the assurance that, like, like why would I want to go into um, – the economy and like start a business if i know like people are just going to cheat me yeah like and, there's no government to stop people from yeah, cheating you there's yeah. no like like i can't declare bankruptcy but i think i think one of the biggest things that i was thinking about with all of that is like no one wants to be cheated right like the only reason people cheat other people is because they feel like they have the power to do so right right like they have the they feel like they have the power to do so and they feel like i think they can get away with it yeah but if you have a government if you have a society in which everyone is fearing that, you know, everyone is fearing um, being cheated, like being cheated or like being played. Right. I, I feel like that in and of itself would act as the assurance, you know, because like or, I wouldn't cheat you. Like if I'm going to cheat you, then you might cheat me. It'd be like, it's just that like whole game. you know. I guess it just comes down to human mentality how do humans think yeah so you can you can argue it like that is like no one wants to be cheated so no one's gonna cheat yeah or you can argue no one wants to be cheated on Mm -hmm. so everyone's gonna be the cheater first yeah and even if even then like even if you look at it right even if you get cheated out of i i have to like you know i have to give you this one but it's like the people are going like people are going to get cheated like it's not going to be a perfect model right mm-hmm. it's not going to be a perfect model so we can assume that it's going to be and so this type of society will be much more of survival of the fittest right yeah like in that hypothetical it would be much more of a survival of the fittest and ultimately the people who do cheat are going to be less like people are going to know about it you know like people are going to do much more research about like who they're like doing dealings with and like learning about in life I guess, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of an, uh, mm-hmm. an assumption mm-hmm. on a broader level. Yeah. But overall, I, I guess I could see that happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, that that's that's a whole other point, I guess, for both of these arguments, is that you just have to make a lot of assumptions that, like, yes. this is how the society is going to function. That, yeah, absolutely. Both, yeah. yeah, both for the affirmative and the negative. There's a lot of assumptions yeah. going in. And obviously, these are not perfect models. Yeah. Like, there's, I'm sure there have been several... Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there's several arguments you can make against everything we're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, dang, I've been like jumping around a lot on this. Oh, right, right. Um, I, I think, oh, another big thing is oppressive governments are inherently impressive. Like it's in the name, like what we were talking about earlier. Um, like they have no incentive to be good to everybody. Yeah. And they have no incentive to be like, um, like fair. Right. Yeah. And so I think that in and of itself is a bad thing. And I, I don't think you can have, you should have that in a society. I agree. Yeah. I, I think, I think that like with a, with an oppressive government, like there's nothing to say that like they'll treat uh, government workers better than like the layman, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I think that's like one of my biggest arguments against like why I believe the anarchist society is better. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I, yeah. I would 100% agree is that a lot of the research that I saw was talking about like, like uh, women, for an example, mm-hmm. um, are oftentimes far more oppressed mm-hmm. than everyone else in a society, like in an oppressive society, mm-hmm. because it's normally just dominated by a, a very um, male heavy, you know, um, mm-hmm. presence. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's definitely an argument to make. Yeah. And like another another really big thing that i wanted to talk about is like if you look at look throughout history right um like vietnam you 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 get wars like vietnam where a lot of people didn't want that yeah right and this ties into what i was just saying about the oppressive government it's like like there is nothing to ensure that an oppressive government will look out for its people and not in and of itself interest like the example of vietnam you know a lot there's so much backlash for that a lot of people didn't want Vietnam to happen because they didn't really understand what they were fighting for. Right. And that, like, that whole mentality, that's not going to go away in a very oppressive government. My only devil's advocate argument to make against that would be, is it better to be ruling under a government that's trying to serve the will of the government's intentions, or is it better to live in a society where everyone's only out for their own intentions? Oh shit! I didn't think about that one. That's a that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> a, I just I just think at the end of the day, if you're gonna do something right, yeah, you should have complete free will to do it on yourself. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would. I definitely am with you on that one. Yeah, and so I think like if I'm fighting a war, then I want it to be for the reasons I feel like I'm fighting this war. You know, like why right. I have justified it in my own head. Yeah, I yeah. get that. And so it's like. Like so, like things like, like Viet Vietnam. Um, what else was I? Um, oh yeah, and then a whole other thing is if we were actually looking at an anarchist government, an anarchist society, we can't assume that it's going to be a society of like a billion people, you know, or like right. like thirty billion people. You you, you can't assume that it's going to be a very small, tight knit community where people can trust each other, where people can have this whole um, like trusting mentality of one another. Right, absolutely. Yeah. And so, like, these communities are, are just going to end up being extremely small. And why would a community of 30 people go to war with another community of 30 people? Like, it makes more sense for, like, a government to be like, oh, we have 30, 30 billion people. Like, we could just fight. Okay, not 30 billion people. That <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm like, 30 billion people being alive. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, 300 million people, right? Okay. Like, the United States is like, what, 300? I don't know. Okay, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll edit that out in post. Yeah. No, we probably will Probably won't. not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So it's like, at the end of the day, when you have large populations of people, there's nothing to say that the government won't just, won't just throw themselves into a war. You know, they have the people to, to send to war. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a community of 30 people will have to worry about, like, living and, you know, like, farming. Like, they need that. Right. So I think that in and of itself will create a sense of community with other communities, with other anarchist societies in that region. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think... Like what we were talking about earlier with, um, like what we were talking about earlier with Rome, yeah, right. I think the only time this doesn't mix well is if both of our societies live together. You can't have, you can't have an oppressive government sit with 
like be in the same region as an anarchist government. That yeah, won't work out. I 100% agree one with that. One can take over the other. I was going to say because one will collapse one will collapse or take over the other. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I think like that's a very important distinction to make. Like um like we're we're talking about this hypothetical in which like both forms of government can purely work. Right. But they only work in of themselves not with other things. I've said in of itself so many times this podcast have you i feel like i I have i guess i was not keeping track of the many times you had said in of itself (laughs) yeah and at the end of the day wow you know it's interesting starting this podcast because i think i'm a lot more like observant of how i talk (laughs) yeah yeah i i agree with that (laughs) dang maybe this is a bad thing maybe i'm gonna like get all depressed about the way i talk i hope not stop mumbling i'm not mumbling you're mumbling. Stop it. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what, what else do you have? Do you have any more arguments? Uh, not really. Like, it's it's just at the end of the day, I think... See, I did it again. Did you say at the end of the day a lot? That's yeah. key, For those of you at home, start a drinking game uh, where every time Durga says at the end of the day, take a shot and you will die by the yeah. end of the episode. Yeah, by the end of the day, you'll die. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I think... I think the reason why I lean a lot more with the anarchist side here of this argument is just because I th- I think there's so much more value in individual freedoms than the freedom of a government right to to operate without without um without checks and balances yeah of the people yeah. I guess um I mean in the end I think that Durga and I could talk about this talk mm-hmm. topic for probably another hour, mm-hmm. but in the sake of time, um, I guess I would just encourage you guys back at mm-hmm. home. Like, if this wait, is wait, we didn't talk about like the negatives we thought of both things. Are we gonna do that? No, we, we don't have the time. Ah, oh, shit. Okay, let's edit well, this out. Are we gonna edit this out? Ah, in the in, <laughs> okay, let me let me do this whole thing again. Yeah. So yeah. okay, I'm not gonna edit this out. Shut up. <laughs> okay. In the end. Uh, we could talk about this for probably another hour, mm-hmm. but in the sake of time, uh, I, I would suggest you at home, if this is a topic that interests you, to do your own research, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of arguments that you can make for both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we both presented a, a wide array of different kinds of arguments you can make, um, and there's good and bad to all arguments. I mean, there's there's a side to each argument that's like, yeah, I definitely understand where it's coming from, but there's another side you have to look at it where it's like, but there's... You know, there's good and bad with each argument. Um, so, yeah, do your own research at home. Yeah, this is this is a very community thing. And if you know us, you should reach out to us. Give us some criticism. Yeah, well, I think what we should end up doing is, if we keep doing this a lot, is set up uh, kind of a podcast Gmail account. Because okay. if, you, if you, I mean, if you have anything interesting to say about these topics mm-hmm. or any um, personal uh, thoughts, yeah, and hit us up. We will. Yeah, or you, I, might, you or, might feature you. Maybe we should start doing a fan mail with all the people that give us criticism. <laughs> Hell yeah! And then, oh, send man. us criticism. Yeah, guys, like literally, send us an email being like, "You guys are stupid as fuck." Here's why, yeah, and then also, list it. Also, if you have any good names for the podcast, no, no, or or do if you have good names, yes, yeah, you know, it. shoot your shot. We'll we we'll read we'll, any and all things that you have mm-hmm. to say. Yeah, uh, yeah, just send send us an email. Um, uh, we'll look it over and, and yeah we might we might read them out loud mm-hmm. um we'll set up uh, the the email will be uh we start a podcast at gmail.com sure yeah i mean 
that might need to be edited. I mean, we didn't really check to see if uh, that that's available. Yeah, we we don't have the email set up yet, but so, uh, by the next episode, we will have yeah. a podcast email. So the beginning of the next episode, we'll talk about this the the emails. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. I guess yeah, just to kind of wrap things up here, mm-hmm. um, those are our two our, our two arguments for an oppressive government and for an anarchist society Mm -hmm. um in the end it's up to you to decide what Mm -hmm. you think is the better option Mm -hmm. um and i i do hope for your sake as the listeners you're not living in either one of these societies Mm -hmm. i hope that you're living in a society that makes you happy Mm -hmm. i hope that i hope you're happy i hope that you're happy i hope that you're you're having a great day Mm -hmm. uh and have a great week because we probably won't talk to you guys until next week yeah Yeah. have a great week guys Mm -hmm. um Oh, yeah. Oh, we synchronized this, remember? No, 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 no. no. Hold on. We're not done yet. We're not done yet. Um, I was just going to say, you know, man, fuck the system. That's if if anything, I hope this episode inspired you to rage against the machine. To do your own thing. Rage against the machine. Mm -hmm. Go start a coup. Be an Ubermensch. Be an Ubermensch. I like that. Mm -hmm. That's a good... Be an Ubermensch. If you don't know what that is, look it up. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. Go do your own fucking research. Yeah, Jesus. Why are you listening <laughs> to us? Yeah, stop yeah. listening to us. Go do your yeah. own fucking research. Yeah, Jesus cool. Christ. Okay, fine. I'm just kidding. Right. We love you. We love you. Um, yeah, so we're we're rambling. Yeah, yeah so let's, let's let's wrap it up here. Um, Durga, where, the, where can the people find you? Yeah, like, so you what, can find what? me on Twitter. I am at Durga Darba, I think. And on Instagram, I am at The Brown Lantern. Okay. Um, do you have any so other personal projects you're working on that you want to rep at all? I mean, I don't really... No, nah, I don't think so. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. I'm not ready. I have a lot, but not yet. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I am Trevor Truesdale. You can find me on Facebook at Trevor Truesdale. (laughs) I still don't have an Instagram or a Twitter, so don't find me there. Because if you do, it's not me. (laughs) Um, Oh, dude. The fan, the fan accounts, the fake fan accounts. Hell yeah! Oof, they're gonna start popping up. Yeah, like they're gonna be all over the place. Yeah. But they're all fan accounts. <laughs> I, I still don't. You can, you heard it here. I don't have a Twitter or an Instagram. If I do, if I ever get one, I will let you know on this podcast. Um, yeah, I don't have any other really personal projects. If you go to Iowa State, you can find me around. I work at Storms, but not in the area that you can eat in and above stairs area you won't see me you're probably i'll be in how oh my god yeah dude we i think they got the gist now. yeah I think all, they, right. They figured it <laughs> out. all right all right all right all right let's wrap this up here um oh yeah we we practiced this right. did we well i forgot it's the internet thing oh yeah, yeah. Okay. okay we have we have a sign off so all right. so all right three two one goodbye, goodbye the internet, internet. <laughs>